Hey yo, I'm CK and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. I'm using this platform to practice podcasting and to practice speaking in general. Every week. Oh, oh man. I keep trying to change it up, so I keep screwing up. <laughs> Let's keep recording, and I'm just going to read it. Okay. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting. Okay. Okay, here we go. Hey, yo, I'm CK, and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. I'm using this platform to practice podcasting and to practice speaking in general, while espousing half-thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. I'm fortunate to be joined by my practice partner and partner in life, Pam. Hello. And every week, we'll be talking about my experience with this process, along with various lifestyle practices, as well as theories and ideas behind the virtue of practice itself. So don't hold me responsible for anything I say. We're doing this on the fly, unscripted, and these conversations are unedited. So make sure to check out my detailed show notes, where I'll follow up on all the things I could have done better. You can find that and more info about this whole project at forcesofequal.com slash practice. And today is the 13th practice session. We're on week 13. It's May 24th, 2020. And this is our first quarterly review of practice. <laughs> so that's exciting. Yeah. And a little nerve wracking. And today's been kind of interesting for me. <laughs> been going through a bit. Yeah, so, you were definitely more uh, on edge today than usual before we record. Yeah, and it's really interesting to think about why. And so let's just get into it. All like right. always. Well, not like always, I guess, as we've been doing the past few weeks, once we got our structure down, the first segment is on my process with this practice of podcasting. Mm-hmm. And... Well, I think with this quarterly review, I mean, I have a couple notes, but honestly, I'm not as prepared as I envisioned. But, uh, you know, that might be a factor of my vision not being very clear either. So, you know, I wanted to do this quarterly review, but I had some delusions of grandeur, I guess. (laughs) And I also didn't really plan out anything really solidly. So it's, you know, I went back and listened to old episodes and jotted down some notes and stuff, but I didn't really put it like an agenda or anything together. So we're still doing this on the fly. And I think maybe what, so this is actually our second session today. Well, Second recording session today. Yeah, we tried doing this earlier, like we've been doing the past couple of weeks. And I just got so anxious and flustered. And I'm not exactly sure why, but I think some of it had to do with trying to prepare for this quarterly review. I think I just put too much unnecessary pressure on myself. 
and it actually took me to my vast awareness framework, which helped me through it. All right. So I guess I could talk about that. So, yeah, it's interesting, and I'm still working it out. I mean, this just happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm. Uh, so, where should I start? Well, let's um, talk about what happened in the first recording session. Yeah, so I guess I've been getting a bit. Um. I don't know what the right word is. Like, I've been getting really annoyed with a lot of this audio stuff that I've been working on. Mm -hmm. So, I've been, I've become such an audio snob over these past couple of weeks, especially with this audio quality with the podcasting and like the studio ambiance with like the background noise and all that stuff. And, I've been way too hard on myself, first of all, mm. because, you know, I, me and you, me and uh, you, Pam, we've talked about this throughout the weeks of how critical we are on ourselves about the quality of our work. Yeah, this is something and that we talk about with audio a lot with podcasting because we pay, well, we listen to so many podcasts and so we pay a lot of attention to the audio quality. Um, and on top of it, I have a huge problem with noises and sounds and mm -hmm. things that are really distracting. So we do talk about this quite a bit. We did before we got into podcasting. We talked right. about it. And so now it's just like emphasized so much more. Yeah. So now that I've learned so much about the science of sound and audio and this electronic music production and stuff like that, I've just become so focused on the quality of the audio that we're putting out and it's kind of become obsessive. And so I'm starting to approach that end of the spectrum and spending too much time there that it's getting ineffective or inefficient and unproductive. Do you so, think that that was a rebound from the problems that we had with my audio last week? Yeah, that's so, let's talk about that. So, <laughs> you know, every week I've been experimenting with different things in terms of audio and we've been trying out different like mic placements and pop filters and we have shock mounts now. And last week I used a shock mount for the first time because we had some issues with bumping the mics or the stands or the desk or whatnot. And so last week I use a shock mount and there were more bumps and more of these noises really yeah did you listen back to last week's I episode haven't yet. it was i could not believe it like i was so stunned and pissed off huh. like so the shock mount i had last week i don't want to say the brand because i'm not exactly sure what it is but i'll put it in the show notes or i'll eventually put these in like the agile podcasting guide or something like that but the shock mount I had last week, it has... So, a shock mount, first of all, is kind of like this mount for your microphone that suspends the mic from any solid piece that could 
vibrate against it from bumps or something like that. So whether it's your microphone stand or a boom arm, it sets the mic apart from that solid piece by way of elastic and basically like rubber bands and stuff. So it's kind of floating with these rubber bands around it. And so it keeps it from vibrating against whatever it's attached to basically, which causes those thump noises and mm-hmm. sounds. And so the shock mount that I used last week, it's in like this cup shape. So it cups around the bottom of the mic and if I shake the mic around, it'll bang against that cup. So what's the point of it? <laughs> I know. I don't understand. And it has like all these great reviews. And I don't know if I'm just not getting it or <laughs> what, but I eventually ordered or we got a... So I ordered two different shock mounts and that one came first. So I used that last week. And then I ordered a different kind, which is just basically flat, and there's no cup. The mic just attaches to the center of a more flat base. And again, I'll put these in the show notes so you can see the pictures of what I'm talking about. So we're using those this week, and we both have them. And so like when you shake it around, there's nothing for the mic to bang against, basically. So I don't understand the design of the first one that I use. Like it just I just completely baffles me. <laughs> so that was an issue and the thing that really got me was the actual vocal quality or act, uh, my vocal quality through my input was probably the best that I've recorded yet for practice. So I was like super excited about that. And we've kind of determined like the best mic position and our position to the mic and stuff like that. And so hopefully that'll come through this week. But we also had issues with Pam's input. And for some reason, first of all, there's noise on the back end and that just could be the room. But it, there also seemed to be some noise through the line or something for some reason, some kind of like electronic noise. And then she's using GarageBand for the audio recording. And when we exported out of GarageBand, the audio quality got even worse. So I, did, I was dealing with all of that last <laughs> week. And so I was trying to figure out how to mitigate all these issues. And so we've been, I've been working throughout this week on configuring different things, whether it's the mic or the software. And then today, I don't even remember today, what the issue was today. We were just oh, so getting we were, set up. Yeah, we were getting you set up on Audacity, so we don't have to deal with GarageBand anymore. And then we were getting a new little mic stand set up for Pam as well. And there were some issues with that in terms of placement and stuff, just because we haven't done it before. So, you know, we were replacing it for the first time. And that was, I think, so that what, I mean, that was annoying in itself, but I think what was getting to me was... 
I was worried about my scheduling and my timing for the day. So I was kind of preoccupied with how I had things scheduled. And this is something that I kind of fell into a hole with back when I had high anxiety and may have been falling into a depression was how my day needed to be so structured and it had to go according to plan. And if it didn't, I would just get so moody and annoyed and pissed off at the world. (laughs) Yeah, you were hard to live with. Yeah. And and I got a little taste of that this morning. Like when you were setting up my mic, I was like, why is this such a problem? I, I It started to come out and that's when I yeah. asked you if you were nervous about this recording because yeah, you were so acting that way. I think way. maybe even more than anxiety about this recording was just my plan for the day, my scheduling. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. So, I've been talking about structure and schedule and rhythms for the past couple of weeks and... I talked about last week how I'm transitioning into my summer napping schedule. (laughs) And I transitioned into that perfectly. Like last week I was talking about how I was getting that sleep pressure to take naps. Like I was weaning up or I was sleeping less during the night and starting to get that sleep pressure during the day to force my naps. And right after we recorded, like my eyes got so heavy And I tried to power through it so that I could sleep well at night, but I was just so tired and I ended up taking a nap within an hour of last week's recording. And since then, I've been hitting my sleep and nap schedule almost perfectly every day for the past week. And so I think today when there was some concern about that being messed with Mm. I started to get anxious so I I was getting mad about my nap getting messed up (laughs) basically I'm not gonna make any baby jokes (laughs) (laughs) I mean but it it makes it makes sense right you had a week where you were um, you were planning on being much more prepared for this episode you were going to do a lot of work to prepare for the quarterly review you had a lot of Um, things that you had to deal with on the sound side that you had to figure out and that were new. And then you add on to that, that we were getting a new setup for me and that you were running short on time. And when we went to record, you were getting tired because you were getting up to the point where you were hungry, you were supposed to have lunch, and then you were supposed to take a nap. So all of that, like stress, feeling unprepared, worrying about your schedule, getting tired, getting hungry, all of that together is going to come out in anxiety and anger and frustration and all those things that you were feeling. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, now I'm so glad that I'm over that. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And figured it out. And partly in thanks to my own vast awareness framework. So getting back to that, basically to reiterate the vast awareness framework, vast stands for vectors of action, systems, and time. And as I was thinking about how I could use it to help myself in that situation, I started realizing that I was kind of being directed toward like the attributional 
style or uh, explanatory style. Are you familiar with that? No, teach me. I think I've, I've we've probably talked about this stuff before, but basically, it's I want to say vectors almost of how you explain. <laughs> so, okay, so there's I think it's there's like an explanatory theory of attribution okay. styles. So. By attribution, what I mean is like attributing or assigning or basically characterizing circumstances and how you're reacting to them positively or negatively. Mm -hmm. And so, for instance, there's the internal versus external vector, per se, whether you're attributing what's going on to you internally, the person, or externally to your environment or the situation. And so that actually aligns with the systems vector mm -hmm. in the VAST framework. And then in the explanatory style, there's also permanent versus temporary vector. So whether what's going to you, what's going on with you in that circumstance is permanent, it's gonna keep happening or it's temporary it's just that time and also there's a stable versus unstable actually yeah stable versus unstable permanent temporary uh something like that <laughs> i'm getting so i don't know i don't i'm still anxious i think about all this stuff yeah but anyway I'll link to more information on that. I, I don't know why I can't come up with it right now, but you can see that there's crossover there with my time vector and the explanatory vector between temporary and permanent. And there's also a vector of unstable and stable, which means it's always going to keep happening or it... Uh, yeah, I don't know why I can't think of this right now. But anyway, it's a style of explaining what's going on with you, and there's negative and positive ways to approach it. So, for instance, if you do something, like say, let's say you win a race, mm -hmm. and you have a positive explanatory style, then you'll attribute your win of that race to you internally, and rather than if you had a negative explanatory style, you'd attribute it to the situation like, oh, there weren't, there wasn't much competition. So if you were attributing it to yourself, you'd be saying like, I put in so much work and I, I did everything that I needed to do to win right, right. versus my competition wasn't hard enough. So I won right. by default. Right, exactly. Okay. So... On the other side, if you have like a negative explanatory style and you lose the race, you would think, oh, I'm terrible, you know, I don't deserve to win, I didn't, you know, I don't have the talent or skills or ability, mm -hmm. rather than if you had, if you lost and you had a positive explanatory style, you would attribute it to that 
Um, I'm totally blanking. <laughs> Is it the opposite? Would you say my competition was just was just better than me? Or? Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, I. It's getting really hot in this room, so I'm sweating and I'm so distracted. But anyway, yeah. Let's. Uh, <laughs> so how did you use Vast to figure out what was going on with you? So basically I used it to realize that I was being so hard on myself and I was so with like all the audio stuff I was almost getting to a point of feeling helpless like mm. this stuff keeps happening to me and I I'm getting sick of dealing with it every week and I almost felt like it's going to just keep happening and I have to keep dealing with it all the time. And I didn't want to, you know, so I was just driving myself into this hole of negativity, basically. Mm -hmm. So I realized that I already have plans in place that I'm going to be totally rearranging this room, our Forces of Equal Studios. <laughs> this coming week. We already have things on the way for better audio quality. And we've decided that, you know, we're going to start taking this endeavor more seriously. Mm -hmm. And we've had some meetings and put things in place and have some ideas and timelines of how we're going to do things moving forward. So I already have this stuff in place. And I already know that, you know, things are going to get better and I'm learning, you know, every time I'm learning and we're eliminating stuff that's unproductive and we're adding stuff that's going to make things more efficient. So I realized that and everything was better and I was able to take a nap and now <laughs> I'm back here and talking about it and being okay with talking about it. <laughs> and... Yeah, no, uh, man, I, I kind of feel better now just saying all that. Good. I, I think that's really good perspective that, you know, whenever you're trying something new, there's going to be constant roadblocks and constant, like you're learning new things and you're trying new things and it's going to be frustrating. But like, can you, right. can you imagine like trying to learn to play tennis and going 12 times and quitting because you didn't win Wimbledon? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... It's new and it's hard and you're going to have new challenges and it's frustrating, I know, yeah. but, but it's getting better every week. Exactly. Yeah. I'm making progress. And once I refocused on the progress mm -hmm. and the process, that got me back into the right frame of mind, got me back into the right rhythm. And now I'm back. And yeah, even just talking about it, it's making me feel better. Okay. And that's like goes right into this whole process and how it's been beneficial for me in terms of self-reflection. So I think that's the biggest benefit of this whole thing over the past 12 weeks. And I just want to articulate this somehow in order to get people to realize how valuable it is because... 
I feel like there's some element here that I'm not exactly sure of, and I can't grasp just yet, but this whole notion of audio journaling, per se. I mean, this is kind of, you know, like a self-reflective process for me. And it's basically an audio journal. Like, I'm just kind of revealing my thoughts and how I'm processing things and how I'm going about things. And I've, I'm, realizing, I'm realizing this more and more because I actually just listened back to the first three episodes this morning. And those were the episodes that I designated as the warm-up episodes if you guys listen way back then and it's so it's really crazy how different i don't know if you've listened to any of them recently but it's night and day difference it it is crazy like i listened to the third one after i took my nap and right before the session and even the third one like it is like my voice so my vocal inflection is so different like i'm much more toward the monotonous end of the spectrum in the first episodes and I become more excited and my (laughs) voice has more range and you can kind of tell or I mean I can tell that I'm just getting more comfortable talking and I can almost hear myself thinking in those first episodes. Yeah, you can tell that it was a struggle for you to put together your thoughts and to like get them out you had to kind of go so slow and plod yeah. through the conversations yeah it's so crazy and even now like today i'm kind of blanking a lot and struggling to figure out how to move this episode forward but i had those struggles big time in the first episodes and it was like really hard to listen to how I was getting through that and I was asking you a lot like what am I talking about or yeah what should we talk about next <laughs> or you know we have so much time left or <laughs> and now I feel like I'm talking over you to get a word in edgewise <laughs> yeah so yeah it's really interesting and it's fun listening back and it's kind of like you know looking back and reading your past entries in a journal Mm -hmm. basically so this process is so cool and whatever happens to this podcast or however we move forward or wherever it goes i want to be doing something like this every week because it's just such a good practice and i think some of it actually has to do with language permanence so i tried looking into audio journaling and recording thoughts and stuff like that but I didn't really find much in my cursory research I didn't really dive deep into it but I was trying to figure out why I'm benefiting so much from this process and so I started to think about like the old times and how of course they didn't have recordings (laughs) and electronics and stuff like we do and they had speech you know they could talk and converse or they would speak in public and like in the old times there were orators I don't know why I'm thinking of that word orators Mm -hmm. 
and they spoke in the commons, you know, and yep. drew crowds and stuff like that. And when they wrote, you know, paper wasn't abundant and there was a time when only rich people could write and afford writing utensils and paper. And so what I'm thinking is that people had to think about what they were saying a little more or maybe not necessarily think but just be more cognizant of mm -hmm. what they're saying because there's more permanence in their speech sure. or their writing or what they're putting out and there's less editing or no editing so even when we got typewriters like it's different from word processors on a computer where you can just you know edit delete copy cut copy paste and with type even with typewriters it was a hassle to have to correct stuff <laughs> yeah so you had to think about what you were saying and you know you see those old movies where there's presidents talking and their typewriters are typing out what they're saying and stuff like that and they always sound good and like complete so there's more thought that goes into what you're saying and mm -hmm. what you're writing and so there's just more critical thinking i guess whereas today we can just sh shout out whatever we want on twitter or wherever and it just goes out there and we could just be saying stuff a thousand times a day and it doesn't really matter and we could do it mindlessly and so we've kind of lost that critical thinking process about what we're saying so we're just so much more mindless about what we say and what we put out we've cheapened communication yeah and maybe through that we've lost the ability to think critically and I mean not lost but mm -hmm. that's extreme but you know what, what I mean but so what I'm thinking is with this audio journaling like I know I'm doing this on the fly but I kind of have to think a little bit more and process a little bit more about what I'm going to say and it's there's more permanence in this audio process than just tweeting or writing out a status on Facebook or even writing in an online journal or something like that. There's like a little more permanence with this audio because you can't really go back and edit it. Yeah. And there's also like the quality of the audio, like the sonics and the sound that go along with it. I, and that might be a tangent, but. Do you think that the fact that it's a bit of a conversation, that I'm here as someone that you're talking to affects it? Or if you oh, are alone, yeah, definitely. do you think that you could do this alone and have the same reflection and the same feeling that you do? Yeah, I think you could. Maybe not the exact same, but to a certain extent. And maybe it could be different but yeah I mean there's definitely value in having someone else there 
for that immediate feedback or that even just the presence, like a personal presence or someone that you know is right there that's listening. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think there's value in doing it alone and just recording like a monologue or something, uh, just getting your thoughts out. And then there's that notion of being able to go back and re-listen and see where you were at before and see how you've progressed. So, yeah, I mean, there's something to it that's very effective that I'm not able to grasp completely yet, but there's something there. I think it's a lot of things, which is why it's so hard to grasp. True. Yeah, that's a good point. But, yeah, I mean, I'll keep thinking about it, and if I find it, I'll let you know, but... (laughs) I would definitely recommend it. So, I also want to, I mean, I'm not sure how long this is going to go. We're just going to keep going and I want to get these thoughts out. But I want to thank Pam. I I want to make sure that I don't forget that because like we were just talking about, it's very helpful to have someone there and... By the way, Adam says you're a great co-host. Oh, thank you, Adam. <laughs> and yeah, I wanted to make sure that I acknowledge that because your job is tough here too. Like, first of all, you have to ask the right questions. Or I mean, it's difficult to ask the right questions in the first place. But in the second place, with you, we talk all the time. I mean, we live together yeah. and we're together almost 24-7 and a lot of these topics we've talked about before. So you kind of have to ask me stuff sometimes that you've already asked me before or like I, I, I'm just trying to point out how difficult it could be for you but you make it sound so easy. Oh, I've Really appreciate that acknowledgement. That's really, um, it's very kind. Um, it's yeah. Because <laughs> like sometimes the questions that you ask aren't for you. It's for the audience because you know that I'm talking about something that the audience doesn't know about, but I'm not realizing that at the time. So, I mean, there's, and that's just one example, but there's a lot of that, kind of complex thought going on that you have to deal with. So if anyone needs to hire a moderator, I'm available. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pam would be a great moderator. You've moderated panels yeah, before. Yeah, I right? have. Yeah, I actually really enjoy that much more than speaking. But Yeah, so, yeah, remember you know, Pam for that. While we're talking about gratitude, though, I, I really appreciate what you said there, and that um, makes me feel um, really good. But I think um, on the other end, you, and I've mentioned this a couple of times, but you doing this process has allowed me to create a whole other career path and a whole other um, venue for, for where, like a creative outlet for what I want to do and things that I've been called to do for years, but never had an outlet for. And um, just because you've done this and you took this step, you opened up a whole world for me so the gratitude goes both ways (laughs) and 
that's yeah i thank you for that as well and i think that's the coolest thing about this whole process is that it really got us both to discover more of our strengths and work with each other's strengths to create what we're creating now and develop what we're developing now and get excited about what we're doing Mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean we're moving forward with forces of equal and we have some cool things in the pipeline so stay tuned for that and yeah i'm really excited about it and i can't wait to get this studio arranged right (laughs) and get everything in place because you know it's important to have a suitable environment for your work yeah it only makes your work more effective so i'm transitioning from basically a lot of web and online work to more musically and sound audio related stuff and so we're gonna rearrange this room for that and so i'm really excited about that but yeah we're we're moving forward with forces of equal so stay tuned (laughs) so i wanted to ask you a question before we move on you've gotten a little bit further down on your notes here you said that your mindfulness has skyrocketed and that you are using tools like positive anticipation what what was that i'm interested in learning more about that where do you see positive anticipation um, up in your notes, above gratitude, above audio snob. Oh. Uh, I don't even remember. Okay, save that for next episode. Yeah, but yeah, my mindfulness has definitely skyrocketed. And yeah, I mean, it, actually this kind of relates to the vast awareness framework and all that stuff that I was talking about before. And... My mindfulness might be related to me trying to make the vast framework (laughs) work for myself. So I'm like trying to figure out, like I'm trying to put myself into the framework and work it out in the situations that I'm in. So I think that's just made me more mindful because I'm mindful of that it's that's triggering my mindfulness you're really, a lot of it i think you're really present in what's happening around right. you so you're because i'm yeah. i could because i'm trying to figure out yeah. mindfulness yeah. Basically. that's great yeah so yeah i mean that's been interesting and I, it the example from today is there like you know i was starting to get into this hole and i remembered okay how can my vast framework fix this and yeah. i tried figuring it out and came up with the how it directed me to towards the explanatory style. So I'm not sure. It might be even like kind of a unified theory of a bunch of different frameworks and models that it kind of just all fits over. But yeah, we'll see. I'm just going to keep working on it. And it still makes sense. And things are fitting, obviously. So it's fun to think about. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know where to go from here. I think we are getting pretty good on time. So, yeah, I mean, I apologize to listeners for not having anything more prepared. But before I leave you, I guess I'm just going to start putting some stuff out there because I think one of the 
big benefits of this process is me putting myself out there and putting my goals out there, which kind of gives me an external motivation. So I like set my own external motivation to get stuff done. And me putting this out there kind of puts pressure on me to do it. Like, like I put practice out there and that's kind of how I started doing it. Like <laughs> I was, uh, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. Like I didn't want to let down people who are listening or, you know, I put this goal out there. So people have heard that and heard me say, state the goal. So it kind of gives me pressure to do it. So I'm going to put some other goals out there. All right. And one of them is something that I've mentioned before, but it's my other passion project through Evo Thrive, which is a functional health project that I've been working on for the past couple of years. And I'm going to work on that and I want to release that within a month in a version that is combined with my outlook for performance coaching. So this whole process kind of made me realize how I've been, I call it phase skipping. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I could come up with so many examples that we already talked about. So with like the audio stuff, like I already know how good audio sounds and I know how to get there. So I want it there all the time. But then there's all these other things about having good audio that I, I'm not experienced with yet or I haven't you know, worked with or had to deal with yet. Or, or like today I have, or like the past week I've been dealing with all these things. But like I already know that end goal or the end quality and, you know, I may have gotten there before, but so I, I, I'm always expecting that without having to work through all the other levels to get there. So like with Evo Thrive, what happened was that I wanted to create this program and it's basically a 90-day program that encompasses everything for health. Basically, it borrows from disciplines like behavioral sciences, evolutionary sciences, and psychology. And it's this whole holistic program that I created. And I wanted everybody in the world to, you know, <laughs> join the program and benefit from it. So I went from not having any kind of health certification or background or any authority to wanting to impact the whole world, you know? So I skipped all those phases in between. And it's like, I still have that program and I know it can benefit the majority of people. And it's there, but I have to work on all those other phases in between to get it to the place that I want in the end. Like, I can't skip all those phases in between and have something whole and functional 
in the end. And you, does that make sense? It does, because you also, by skipping all those phases, you can't make that final product successful. Exactly. And then you're disappointed or you get knocked down because you didn't achieve what you thought that you were going to achieve. And right. so you give up on it. This happens it, you know, everywhere in life. This happens all the time. I've done it right. with projects before. So by skipping all those levels, you can't achieve that thing that you thought that you were going to achieve. Right. It's just impossible. And it all goes back to complex systems and like you have to have all the parts working together yeah basically to have this thing in the end emerge completely and functionally and fully and so with evo thrive and my performance coaching i'm taking this program that i wanted to impact the whole world with and my performance coaching on an individual level and kind of merging those together and making that be my start with performance coaching because of course this is new to me and I haven't done it and it's one thing to jump in on an individual level and help coach someone on an individual level but uh, it's going to be easier for me because I already have this whole program written out, structured out and I can use that as my springboard into performance coaching because I already have this program and then I'm studying all this stuff around leadership and coaching philosophies and frameworks and I could use what I already have to help push forward what I want to do and merge those together and it I mean I think the synergism is just perfect there. Yeah. It also so, it's also foundational information that brings people along from day 1 to day 90 through an entire transformation. So by right. taking them through that transformation, you are teaching them your principles and your beliefs and your your framework outside of vast your other framework and that um, will make them much more successful in whatever other coaching you do. Right. Yeah. And um, I don't know if I've articulated all that well here. Like, I'm so it, it, so the thing is, when I was listening back to the first episodes, like, I already mentioned how I wanted to get into performance coaching and stuff. And just doing that kind of got it, got the ball rolling, just saying that, you know, out loud. And I don't know if it's because I know it's recorded and people have heard it and it's out there, like, in the airwaves but something about that maybe it has to do with language permanence I don't know what the factors are but just saying it has helped catalyze the process so hopefully saying this is going to help catalyze the process that I want to do with Evo Thrive in the coaching and hopefully I want to launch that in the next month and on that note, I mean, we know this podcast is called Practice. I started kind of laying out all my practices and routines and protocols on my personal website to give people an idea of how they can structure different things and how they can strategize basically around everything in their life. And, you know, <laughs> I, 
it might be a bit much for people who aren't <laughs> so into this. But if you want to check that out, it's at ckdisco.com slash practices. I don't think it's linked anywhere, and it's not complete yet. It's kind of a rough draft, and there's some filler words and, you know, that ipsum, Lorem ipsum Latin filler in some places. But most of the content's there, so click around, check out my practices and routines if you want to. And you'll get a better idea of why I like practices and habits so much. So, yeah, check that out. And I also started putting up more content around Agile podcasting. And that's at forcesofequal.com slash practice. So that's I don't have that complete or everything there yet, so that'll be a work in progress, but that's there. But, you know... We're keeping it agile and adapting on the fly, so that's how we're doing it. <laughs> and so I'm just going to put that out there, let you guys check it out. And I think we've gone long enough today. All right. I think I got everything out of my head that I wanted to. You are smiling now, so you're definitely in a much better mood than you were before. <laughs> yeah, and it's still really hot in this room, too. <laughs> I can't wait to get out of here. So... Yeah, I mean, that was our quarterly review, and I don't know how well that went, but hopefully the next one will go better. But no, I'm not going to have any expectations. Yeah. We're just going to do this. It is what like it we've is. we've been doing. Yeah, I mean, this is fun. We'll just do it on the fly. I think, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't need to put any more pressure on myself. No. I have other things that are putting pressure on me. So, yeah, that's it for this week. And... Oh, so the past couple of weeks that we've been doing on the fly, I keep forgetting to tell people where they can hit you up. Oh, um, you can find me on Twitter at Pamela underscore Lund. Yeah, sorry this sign off so awkward, but <laughs> yeah, hit me up on Twitter at CK Disco. And let's end it there. That's all for this week. So come back next week and keep on practicing. Toodaloo.